Today, I'm talking about a topic I feel pretty passionately about. It's adrenal fatigue, also known as HPA axis dysfunction, but for this episode, I'm calling it adrenal fatigue. It's a lot easier to say. I first experienced adrenal fatigue when my daughter was around a year and a half. I was burning the candle at both ends and ended up completely burnt out as would happen, right? I was apathetic. I had an incredible weight gain, no stress tolerance at all, got dizzy when standing up. I was tired all of the time and I was just off. Once I realized what it was, I learned the steps to recover from it. It took about a year of incredible self-care for me to get back to thriving. Well, Between the pandemic and out of the blue breakup and the fallout from that, the nonstop stress has finally burned me out again. After I bought and moved into my house, my body sort of just pooped out. Uh, I have an an appointment with my naturopath to get labs done and see exactly what is going on. But no matter what they say, I am ready to take the steps to recover again, do the things that I need to do to take care of myself. This got me thinking that I should probably share with you what these steps are. Like when something happens to you and your body goes off, being armed with the information makes it easier to recover more quickly. And I am excited to share three things that you can do right now to start recovering from adrenal fatigue. Welcome to the Road to Living Whole podcast. I'm your host, Marion Mitchell. I help people diagnosed with chronic disease figure out how to eat so you can live life again. This podcast is going to teach you my realistic approach to eating well with chronic disease plus all the lifestyle strategies that are essential to truly having the life you dream of. Need a friend to help you plan meals, navigate the complicated healthcare system, and regain confidence again? I see you, friend, and I have the answers you've been seeking. Grab your kombucha notebook. Let's dive in. Adrenal fatigue is very real. Symptoms of it tend to be brushed off as stress, lack of a good night's sleep, or any other reasons that people come up with. But they happen for so long that those excuses just don't make sense anymore. Your body is trying to tell you something is wrong. Pay attention. As time goes on, they will go, your symptoms, they, your symptoms will go from mild to manageable to too much to ignore. What are these symptoms? I'm going to list them out for you. Low energy throughout the day, trouble getting out of bed, then sleep issues, not really being able to sleep throughout the night. Low thyroid function, also known as it could be hypothyroid, inability to lose weight or uh, unnaturally fast weight gain, low to no sex drive, low blood pressure, which typically you'll notice it when you stand up and then you get dizzy. That's a sign of low blood pressure. Intense salt cravings, an inability to cope with stress. So you're easily irritated, annoyed, and overwhelmed. You're, you struggle with anxiety, mental exhaustion, depression, and or apathy, reduced immune function, so you're getting every cold that comes around, um, you're having intense PMS symptoms, you get cold easily and or you're cold all of the time, and then you're dealing with GI stuff, constipation, IBS, maybe low stomach acid, your muscles are tight or they get stiff and they're sore, and the list just goes on. You can see why it would actually be kind of difficult for doctors to 
give attention to or even pin down the reason behind. They seem to mimic all sorts of other health problems or are typically thought to be normal parts of aging, especially for women. I'm going to ask you to not ignore them. You know your body best, and I am going to share with you how to test for it in a bit. But first, I think it's important that I talk about the adrenal glands and what they do. The adrenal glands sit on top of your kidneys. If we remember learning about them in anatomy and physiology, uh, they're usually associated with being responsible for cortisol production, the fight-or-flight response. However, they do so much more than that. They're responsible for many functions necessary to stay alive and healthy. So we talked about fight or flight. They're also responsible for energy production. So carbohydrate, protein, fat conversion to blood glucose for energy, fluid and electrolyte balance, thyroid function. They actually work together. So they help regulate our metabolism, our sex hormones, and our sleep. They uh, also help normalize our blood sugar levels. They help with regulating our blood pressure. And they also help with the strength of our immune system. You can see why adrenal fatigue can cause that long list of symptoms that I listed above and why it is actually a big deal. So the next question is, what is adrenal fatigue and what causes it? Other, I mean, I talked about burning the candle at both ends, but it kind of goes beyond that, right? Adrenal fatigue is what happens when the stress of your life is too high for too long and your adrenal adrenal glands can no longer keep up with the demands that you're placing on them. Now, occasional stress is totally normal and would not harm adrenal function. It's that chronic, long-term stress that eventually just becomes too much. So we're talking like like maybe a stressful job, an unhealthy relationship, um, chronic illness, or just an intense viral illness or bacterial illness can be, you know, lack of boundaries with your family and that stress from constantly feeling taken advantage of or whatever comes in. Not getting enough exercise regularly. Sitting is actually very stressful on the body and lack of physical activity is pretty stressful. Family demands, uh, school, college, the loss of loved ones, the list just goes on. Life can be pretty stressful, straight up. But then we can add on top of that a highly processed diet. On average, Americans consume less than two servings of fresh fruits and vegetables per day, and they take in 22 teaspoons of added, added sugar, not the stuff that's naturally in food. I'm talking added sugar per day. And then most meals are typically boxed, frozen, fast food, restaurant food, something that's not made at home. This is called the standard American diet, and it is actually the root cause of most diseases that are on the rise today and a contributing factor to adrenal fatigue. It is low in nutrients, fiber, antioxidants, and it causes inflammation in the body. Then we talk about sleep. A little over one-third of adults in America do not get the recommended seven to eight hours of sleep per night. By not getting this sleep, they are causing extreme stress on the body, and it's linked to impaired brain function, depression, a weakened immune system, weight gain, rising cortisol levels, stress on the adrenals, and more. And then we have chronic disease. 
it is incredibly stressful to be sick because the immune system's out of whack, the body is attacking itself, there's a lot of inflammation going on, and that can cause other things to happen throughout the body. It's not, we're not a set of individualized organs, everything works together, right? There are four stages of adrenal fatigue. And again, remember, your body just tries to communicate with you that something's off. Your body does not hate you. It is not betraying you, even though it feels like it. It's crying out. It's saying, hey, there's something wrong. Please take care of me. All right. So stage one is actually, this is the type that is usually related to life events. Like we go through a stressful event, a death, a marriage, a birth, a move, a breakup, something like that. And um, it can be very stressful to the body. But in this stage, we typically feel more alert. We have tons of energy throughout the day. We're like getting stuff done. And then once we sit, we're actually pooped and we sleep. And you really don't need to do anything beyond just some self-care. The stressful then kind of goes away. Things settle down. You do some self-care and then boom, you're, you're back to normal. Then there's stage two, which is called resistance. This is where most people in American culture fall today, where the stress is just chronic and the adrenals just can't keep up with the demands. So you symptoms of this stage typically include uh, daytime anxiety or and or irritability, coffee cravings, craving lots of salt and or sugar, trouble falling asleep and staying asleep, uh, insomnia, waking throughout the night, getting catching every virus that comes along, weight gain, and then a lowered sex drive. This is when you're going to need some extra TLC, and it can take a few months to recover from. Stage three is exhaustion. At this stage, your body is truly unable to keep up with cortisol requirements, and it tries to compensate, but it just it can't. Symptoms in this stage include abnormal blood sugar, unstable blood pressure, again, anxiety, irritability, and or depression, muscle pain, stiffness, and or soreness, excessive and chronic fatigue and exhaustion, waking in the middle of the night, intense salt cravings, sensitivity to light, being easily tired during and after workouts, being slow to recover from workouts and illness and pretty much everything, brain fog, poor digestion, gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, everything in between, intense PMS symptoms, intense menopause sens- symptoms, sensitivity to cold, allergies, low sex drive and like zilch interest in sex, apathy towards life, and more. Once you reach this stage, it can take a year or more to recover from. It's not going to be a quick fix. Self-care is going to be your number one priority for a really long time. It is a lifestyle change, and I do think it is one for the better, but it is going to be a lifestyle change. We're going to, again, we're going to talk about how to test for this in a bit. Stage four is failure, and this is the one that shows up on blood results. This is the one that your doctor will go, oh, shoot, and refer you to a specialist, okay? This is the only one that mainstream medicine recognizes as like a legitimate thing. So all these stage one, stage two, stage three three are what we call subclinical. You're feeling off. You know something's wrong. It's not right. But your doctor really doesn't really know about it, doesn't believe in it. Insurance doesn't cover the test. So they're not going to push it on you because people get really mad at them when they do that. Whatever the reason is, they're subclinical. So stage four is when you are clinical. 
This can take some serious therapy to recover from, and it may require like cortisol replacement, hormone replacement, uh, things like that. You do not want to reach this stage. You just, you don't. Now let's talk about how to test for it. There are two different tests out there. One is a blood draw and one is a cortisol saliva test. The blood draw is pretty unlikely to detect adrenal fatigue because it is like a small snapshot in your window of your day. Cortisol actually rises and falls throughout the day in a pattern. And you can't just kind of look through a peephole for two seconds and be like, oh, yeah, no, something's off. No, you look in there and say, oh, everything's fine. No, like it's not. So the cortisol saliva test, which I like to call the spit test, not very... um, I don't know, not a nice way to put it, but it it is what it is. (laughs) Um, And it's typically available through a naturopathic doctor. Uh, In this test, you will spit into tubes at very specific times throughout the day, and then you'll send them to the lab. And in your spit, we're able to see where your cortisol is throughout the day and if it's falling in the correct pattern or not. All right, so that was a lot. So what can you do if you feel like you have it? Like, oh my gosh, that is totally me, Marion. Like, where do I even begin? Grab your notebook and pencil because I have the three things that you can start doing right now to support your body and your adrenals. Are you ready? Number one, make getting consistent sleep a priority. Our bodies do so much healing when we are asleep. Again, adrenal fatigue is saying, hey, you've been pushing it too hard. So what's one of the best things we can do is get some rest. And I understand that falling asleep is hard and you're waking up all night. But as you make sleep a priority, this does get better. So what does getting consistent sleep look like? It is going to bed and waking up at pretty much the same time every single day, even on the weekends. You have about 30 minutes of wiggle room. So if you're extra tired, you can go to bed 30 minutes early and wake up 30 minutes later. You can, If it's the weekend, you can go to bed 30 minutes later. If you have an event, you can wake up 30 minutes earlier. But you really want to stay fairly consistent with that. So if you're like, okay, I need to wake up early and work out. So I'm going to sleep from 9 to 5. Then you have wiggle room in there, right? On the weekends, you can say, mm, I'll wake up at 5.30 and then maybe take a chill morning, read your read a book, do a Bible study, drink your coffee, whatever, in peace. But you really don't want to catch up on the weekends because there's no such thing. Number two, for a time, skip the strenuous workouts and swap them with something with lower intensity. Uh, Working out and movement, movement is absolutely necessary for health, but you don't have to kill yourself for an hour, an hour and a half on a cardio machine six days a week. I understand that you've probably had weight gain and you don't like your body right now. Totally get it. All you're doing is stressing your body out more. That is the last thing we need to do right now. So what are some workouts that you can do instead? We're going to take a step back. And we're going to focus on rejuvenating and less intense workout modalities. And if you if you love doing like flow yoga classes, I love doing like those super intense. You breathe in and do one movement, breathe out, do another. 
Instead, switch to a Hatha style where the movements, you're holding the poses and it's really focusing on breath work and it's much less strenuous. You're just going to do that for a time. And then strength training. You can totally lift weights to support your body in this season and you can lift heavy. You know, you're not going to want to take an hour-long workout class at the gym. You're going to want to do 20 or 30 minutes where you're focusing on maybe upper body, lower body, core at a time, but you can totally strength train. It's, you know, it's so, strength training has so many benefits and and it's not as stressful as like cardio or marathon running or things like that are. So you can keep doing that. So you can switch to that for a while. Number three, clean up your diet. Of course, food matters. <laughs> if you're eating a lot of highly processed foods, it is time to add in produce and healthy fats and minimally processed proteins. You need to reduce the amount of caffeine you're consuming. If you're drinking a small pot or a large pot of coffee all day long, you're going to want to cut that back. If you can, cut it out completely. Don't do it all at once. The headache for three days is extremely uncomfortable. Been there, done that. Do not recommend. But swap out, you know, drink less. If you really, really, really love coffee and you just need it, eight ounces once a day. There are, if you love it, like I love coffee, you guys, I, it's warm. It makes me happy. It tastes good when it's made correctly. Like I love coffee. There are some really great coffee replacements out there. There are mushroom based coffees that have mushrooms mixed in with coffee beans. So it's much less caffeine and then has other things to help your health. There are aptogen, aptogenic herbal coffee replacements and adaptogens are really great because they help support your body and the pituitary and your your adrenals and your thyroid and the stress that you're going on it actually supports that and helps your body balance it out so adaptogens are great and they have adaptogenic coffee replacements some of them even have some coffee in them so you get some caffeine like if you're a new mom and you're like like I was way back when Brielle was like a year and a half and I'm like I, I still need help. Like, I'll, I'll let the recovery be slower because I need some caffeine. You can do things like that. You actually do want to salt your food. <laughs> Adrenal fatigue reduces the hormone aldosterone. I don't know if I said that correctly. It's a salt monitor- monitoring hormone. Adrenal fatigue, like, it depletes your salt very quickly. So you really want to make sure you have adequate salt levels because it helps maintain your a healthy blood pressure. And it also helps support your hormones that the adrenals need. So um, instead of eating processed food, especially you're cutting that out, right? You're eating better. So you need to salt your food. There's a big difference between salt and processed food and salting your food. So salt your food until it tastes good. And you can also add pinches of it to your water throughout the day. It actually makes the water taste better. I do recommend sea salt, like Himalayan pink sea salt versus like iodine or the white stuff that you just like get at like... I don't know. I, I don't I don't use that salt, so I don't know where you find it. Restaurants, maybe? Iodized salt, the blue thing with the, the kid with the umbrella. If you really don't know where to begin, I have a guide that is completely free that you can download right now. It's in the show notes that lays out how to eat and what that can look like. And then it also get you have like a little handout at the end where you can kind of write down, ooh, these are like the one thing I can do per category. Super helpful. 
Uh, adrenal fatigue is very real. The symptoms are often diagnosed, you know, especially for women who we experience it more so than men. And they just kind of, oh, you know, it's hormones, it's this, it's that, but it is very real. You have a game plan on how to recover from it. You know what's going on. If it's really bad and you really want to know what's going on, you know what type of tests to look for. It is absolutely possible to recover from it. Absolutely. And the th- again, the three things that you can start doing right now are making sleep a priority, switching the types of workouts that you're choosing, and cleaning up your diet. These are the foundational steps. I've, there's more from there. And if you want to, there's a, bl- a blog post that kind of goes in more detail about it also in the show notes, and you can look at it from there. Just know that adrenal fatigue can come and go and then if life gets really crazy again it can come back the same steps apply you've got this I am right there with you and you are going to be able to recover from it and get back to thriving and enjoying your life and feeling good again thank you so much for hanging out with me today if you found this episode helpful would you do me a favor and help others find it by leaving a review sharing a screenshot on social media, or sharing the link with a friend. By you sharing what you've learned, others are able to find this podcast and join our community. Be sure to check out my website, www.roadtolivingwhole.com for over 160 delicious recipes, a variety of meal plans, and a blog packed full of even more healthy living tips. If you'd like to learn more about how to work with me as your coach, you can schedule a free consult through www.roadtolivingwhole.com backslash health-coaching backslash. Until next time, friend. Bye.